0: This is uh, Dr. Pedro Ramirez, Editor-in-Chief of the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer, and today I have the great pleasure of speaking with Tamara Jones, who's at the School of Allied Health Sciences, Griffith University in Brisbane, Australia, and she's the lead author in the article, Physical Activity Levels Among Ovarian Cancer Survivors, a Prospective Longitudinal Cohort Study. Uh, Welcome, Tamara.
1: Ah, thank you very much. It's great
0: to be here today. Well, thank you, and once again, congratulations on uh, on the publication of this uh, uh, study. I think it's, a, it's an important study, and and I was re- particularly drawn to it, so that's why I I um, uh, offer the invitation to uh, to speak with you. Uh, very relevant topic, obviously, for gynecologic oncologists. So I have many mm-hmm. questions, and uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll be able to get through all of them. Um, But I wanted to start by asking you, um, let's discuss why is physical activity after a diagnosis of ovarian cancer particularly important for these patients?
1: Uh, Well, not just ovarian cancer, but historically uh, for all people with cancer, um, they were historically advised to rest and recover following their diagnosis as well as during treatment. However, over the last few decades, there has been a huge increase in the number of studies looking at the role of physical activity in cancer survivorship and what we're seeing is rather than being harmful, physical activity is not only safe, but it can actually have a lot of benefits and these include benefits on treatment related side effects, physical function quality of life and even survival. And while that's great news, uh, we can ignore the fact that the research has been conducted mostly in more common cancer types with higher survival rates like breast and colorectal cancer. Mm-hmm. And in contrast to these more common cancers, women with ovarian cancer are more typically diagnosed with advanced disease and required to undergo extensive abdominal surgery and then recommended to receive high doses of adjuvant treatment. So while these factors may make it more difficult for women with ovarian cancer to become or stay physically active, um, they're also the same factors that make physical activity even more important
0: for this population. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things that I I wanted to ask you before we gotta get into some of the details of the study is when when we talk about physical activity or exercise, um, how much exercise is the like the right amount of exercise? Is there a minimum time or or type of exercise? And are there any recommendations from, from guidelines about this?
1: Mm, that's a great question um, because a lot of people, not just women with ovarian cancer, they don't know how much exercise they should be doing. Um, like with a lot of things, um, there isn't a single answer that's going to suit everyone. It's not a one-size-fits-all situation. A number that you will see mentioned regularly in physical activity guidelines is 150 minutes a week. And this is generally recommended to be a combination of aerobic exercise, uh, such as walking or cycling, and resistance training, uh, like body weight exercises or any form of weight training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's recommended that you do this exercise at a moderate intensity. Uh, so a moderate intensity, is intensity that makes you huff and puff at least a little bit. Uh, However, while the 150-minute is the recommendation, the type of exercise as well as the duration, frequency, and intensity, uh, what's optimal is going to differ from patient to patient um, depending on factors like their current physical activity levels, um, the presence of treatment-related symptoms, um, as well as aging fitness. So those factors are all going to influence what exercise dose is best for each person. And while that does sound a little complicated, um, I think there are a number of key points that are applicable to most people. And these include that doing something is better than doing nothing. So Mm -hmm. in general, um, more is better than less, but you need to start low and progress from there. So working your way towards achieving 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week. But know that you don't need to get to that level overnight. But once you're there, just try and stay there.
0: Yeah, to maintain that same level. And one of the things also as a follow-up to that is uh, what what do we know so far with regards to what the literature tells us about the activity levels in in cancer survivors? Because, you know, I have to confess, I, I typically... Don't ask my ovarian cancer patients, how much exercise are you um, uh, doing each week? Um, and, and also, I was wondering if is, is most of the data, I presume, if there is any from retrospective studies?
1: Uh, well, in general, to answer the first part of your question, uh, the typical physical, acta- physical activity behaviors we see um, is that most cancer survivors decrease physical activity post-diagnosis. Um, compared to the amount that they were doing pre-diagnosis. And then those physical activity levels, they remain lower um, than pre-cancer levels, well beyond the treatment period. Um, as for the type of studies and the type of data that sits behind um, this evidence, um, it depends on the cancer type that we're talking about. Um, so the more common cancer types, like I mentioned earlier, uh, such as breast cancer, they have higher quality studies, including prospective longitudinal studies being behind them. But for women with ovarian cancer, the majority of the data is drawn from cross-sectional studies um, that have assessed physical activity at various time points in the years following diagnosis. Mm -hmm. There aren't a lot of studies that have longitudinally assessed physical activity. uh, And those that have, uh, the majority have retrospectively assessed pre-diagnosis physical activity. Um, which means that that data is subject to recall bias, um, and we tend to overestimate our physical activity levels, particularly when we're talking um, about past.
0: Right. So then, now getting on to your study, you conducted a prospective, longitudinal, cohort uh, study. What were what were the goals of your study? Let's start by uh, discussing that.
1: Yeah. So um, in this study, we were focused on exploring and describing. Uh, the physical activity behaviours of women following an ovarian cancer diagnosis. So we first wanted to describe what levels of physical activity women were participating in uh, and then look at how that changed over the two-year follow-up period. Uh, And then finally, we were interested in understanding whether certain characteristics were associated with different physical activity levels. Mm -hmm.
0: And then now, what... Type of study design that you use, and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the not only the patient population you included, but also how often the data was collected.
1: Mm -hmm. Mhm. So our study was a prospective longitudinal study, and women who were suspected of having ovarian cancer were eligible. So we assessed their physical activity prior to surgery and then reassess uh, their physical activity levels regularly for two years um, post-confirmation of malignant disease. So during our follow-up period, each woman could potentially have completed follow-up assessments every three months. But our design was unique in that the study assessments were conducted in conjunction with each participant's um, follow-up hospital visit. So not every participant completed each follow-up assessment. Mm -hmm. So because everyone had different schedules, we grouped the um, follow-up assessments into time periods. So our first time period was pre-diagnosis, which was drawn from baseline data. Um, But then we had three post-diagnosis time points, which were six weeks to three months, uh, six to 12 months, and then 15 to 24 months post-diagnosis.
0: Great. And Tamara, just, just to clarify, these were only survivors. This this did not include patients who had, like, for example, active recurrent disease, right?
1: Yes, that's right. Um, so the women we recruited were scheduled um, for surgery due to a suspected malignancy. Mm-hmm. So this sample was solely women with a new diagnosis. Having said that, though, some women in the study um, did have a recurrence during the study period, Um, But unfortunately, the numbers for the recurrence are too few to allow us to explore the effect of a recurrence on physical activity levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, So normally, ovarian cancer is associated with quite high rates of recurrence following first-line treatment. Mm -hmm. But the recurrence tends to occur more than two years following diagnosis. So we just couldn't capture that um, in our study timeframe.
0: Okay. And uh, you mentioned the times of um, measuring the physical activity but I was wondering how exactly did you measure uh, physical activity?
1: We use the Active Australia Survey. Um, So for those who don't know, it's a self-report tool, uh, and it asks the respondents to estimate the frequency and the time spent walking and participating in moderate and vigorous intensity activity in the previous week. Uh, So it's designed to capture all types of physical activity, including but not limited to exercise.
0: Okay. So now, get on to the punchline. Uh, What were the main findings of the study?
1: Uh, Well, what we found um, was that by two years post-diagnosis, most of the women reported either no change or a decrease in their physical activity compared to baseline levels. Um, so at each time point we assessed, the average physical activity was below the 150-minute mark that I mentioned previously, uh, which is the recommendation found in the national and international physical activity guidelines for people with cancer. Uh, we also found that among the women who were sufficiently active at baseline, more than half experienced clinically significant declines in physical activity by two years post-diagnosis. And then beyond that, at each time point, uh, over 90% of women who reported a clinically significant decrease had been sufficiently active at base one.
0: Yeah. So having, you know, seen these findings, this is obviously your, your area of expertise. Um, what, what would you make uh, in terms of any recommendations regarding possible interventions to improve this level of physical activity in ovarian cancer survivors?
1: These findings highlight um, and suggest in particular that irrespective of pre-diagnosis physical activity levels, um, women with ovarian cancer should be offered physical activity advice or support. um, Because often people who are physically active prior to treatment, they are excluded from physical activity or exercise studies. Um, but what we are seeing here is that even those women can experience significant declines and might benefit from support. Um, and I think beyond that, I think these results show that even though average physical activity levels were below the 150-minute recommendation these women are capable of participating in some activity. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, there could be substantial benefits to come from participating in any physical activity. But I think education around this point would be an important component to include in interventions as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and certainly something to to keep in mind as we counsel these patients. And um, my next question was, you know, I was wondering if you identified any cancer or even treatment related factors that were associated with these, like sedentary or low levels of physical activity?
1: Uh, yes, we did. We found that being diagnosed with stage four disease mm. and receiving chemotherapy were both associated with low levels of physical activity. Um, and unfortunately, eventually, sure, you know, the majority of women with ovarian cancer are diagnosed at an advanced stage. Mm-hmm. So the number of women with stage four disease in this population is going to be higher than in others, um, and also the vast majority of women are going to receive some form of chemotherapy.
0: Mm-hmm. And Tamara, do do you have any data on impact of quality of life? Because I, I you know, do you consider that patients. That enjoy a much better quality of life are more prone to be much more engaged in pursuing physical activity. I was wondering if if there's anything published on the relationship of quality of life in correlation with physical activity.
1: Mm. Um, in this study, we didn't look at how baseline quality of life affected physical activity levels or vice versa. Um, however, there is a compelling body of evidence derived from studying other cancer cohorts that show a consistent relationship between quality of life and physical activity, Mm -hmm. Uh, specifically that higher levels of physical activity um, is associated with higher levels of quality of life. Um, And so that comes from other cancer populations. So that's something that we're currently looking at um, specifically in women with ovarian cancer.
0: Yeah. And, and a follow up question to that, and I don't think that you specifically looked at it in this study, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the issue of weight and obesity and BMI, does this have any impact on, on the results and, and does it correlate with the outcomes in, in ovarian cancer survivors?
1: Suggested that a higher BMI was associated with lower levels of physical activity. Um, But, however, due to a relatively small sample size, the findings are preliminary. Um, So, again, this is an area which we need to continue to explore with more data in the future.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I would imagine also a lot more data in uh, endometrial cancer patients rather than ovarian cancer patients.
1: Yes, yeah, particularly in endometrial cancer survivors.
0: So, now, looking at your study, uh, what would you highlight? Uh, some of the main strengths of this study, and, and uh, certainly, what are some of the recognizable weaknesses?
1: Uh, well, weaknesses, um, apart from the small sample size, uh, a weakness of this study was the use of a self report assessment of physical activity. Um, so, physical activity levels are typically overestimated in self report data. Um, however, considering that we still observed physical activity levels below the 150-minute recommendation. If anything, that means that the physical activity levels are likely even lower in these women Mm -hmm. um, than what we've reported, which is clearly concerning. Um, And the biggest strength of this study lies in its design. Um, So the leg study, which this analysis came from, um, was a longitudinal study Mm -hmm. uh, with repeated prospective assessment of physical activity alongside a whole range of other outcomes. Um, So this is exactly the kind of study needed to produce high quality data that will allow us to understand the survivorship experiences following ovarian cancer. And once we understand what survivorship looks like, uh, then we can investigate what strategies could be used to improve the lives of women following diagnosis.
0: So Tamara, a question that I often ask uh, when uh, when I speak to the authors is um, how should the results of your study impact uh, our practice today? How should they change what we do about our patients next week?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that uh, the results highlight that women with ovarian cancer, they have the capacity to benefit from physical activity interventions. Um, including counselling and advice following diagnosis. So, on average, while this population isn't reaching 150 minutes, um, they are capable of participating in some activity. Uh, what we don't know from this research is whether they can improve physical activity levels beyond that mm. um, or whether there are too many barriers um, to these women to overcome to be physically active. Um, but I think with support, and I think that's the key message with support we may be able to positively influence physical activity levels in this population and then potentially improve
0: their outcomes yeah absolutely and um, one last question I wanted to ask you um, obviously you're very involved in this field where is research going in the future uh, in, in this area
1: I think we have so much work to do um, in this area to be able to assist women uh, diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Um, I think, next we need to better understand whether exercise, um, structured exercise, not just physical activity, is safe and feasible for these women. Um, and if so, to what extent um, could they be used to improve the quality uh, and quantity of their lives Um, So, obviously, providing the answers uh, to these questions is something I feel very strongly about. Uh, And I'm sure that within the next three to five years, um, ovarian cancer survivorship is going to benefit a lot from this type of research.
0: Well, I want to thank you so much uh, for uh, this time. And uh, I really always, uh, you know, certainly these discussions, I I learned a tremendous amount. I want to congratulate you on, on your study and completing the study. And also to thank you for submitting it to the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer. Um, And then on a last note, I want to wish you much luck in your upcoming Ph.D. defense. Uh, So certainly uh, hope uh, that there's lots of reason to celebrate in a a few months. Um, Once again, Timara, thank you so much. Thank you so much
1: as well. It
0: was great to talk to you today.
1: Bye. Bye.